when I see somebody getting kidnapped and tortured, no. So no. you watch Split now because why? Because you ain't about to do it. Who ain't about to do it? Anybody. I don't give a she who you are. Mm-hmm. Put a couple holes in mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so hey y'all, this is Confidently Free. Oh, you recording? Hey, what up? It's Miss Cortisol. And you're listening to another episode of the Becoming, Becoming One, One Podcast. Podcast. So guys, uh, for those of you who are tuning back in, you are on our list of loyal listeners, which means you listen to the podcast at least more than one time. So we want to just let you know that we appreciate you for doing that for us. You're amazing. You're awesome. And we love you forever for it. And we want to say hello to the first time listeners. You didn't have to take the time out of your day, your schedule to listen to this podcast at this very second, but you did. And we appreciate you for doing that. If you did not know, you can find us on social media. We can be found on Instagram and Facebook at Becoming One Podcast. That's Becoming and then the numerical one podcast. If you want to go old school and email us, you can do that too at Becoming O-N-E podcast at gmail.com. And as always, we love to get voice messages because we like to talk to people. So if you want to leave us any comments, questions, you want to share stories, if there's something you want us to talk about on an episode, please feel free to do that. You can do that on Instagram and our DMs, or if you're streaming this on Anchor, you can leave us a message there as well. And as always, folks, whatever platform you might be streaming and listening on, make sure that you like, you share, you subscribe, you review, and you rate us because we want to make sure everybody out there gets to be a part of these conversations and this community that we are building. So with all that being said, Travis, what up? how you doing? I'm tired. Mm. I'm tired today. Okay. I don't even know why. Because I think, I don't, I'm not sure, but I think I got a decent amount of sleep last night. But I am, I'm beat, I'm tired today. Mm. But I'm Gucci though. That's fair. This weekend, we had some goals to, I know I'm just jumping in or whatever, but right. we'll circle back around. But this weekend, we had some goals and stuff. And if we hit each goal each day, then at the end of the day, we got to watch... Uh, was it the gla- I don't even know what to call it. I think it. it's called the Unbreakable. It's un- like the Unbreakable, unbreakable series, series or whatever. But you have Unbreakable, Split, Split and Mr. Glass. So on Friday, if we hit our goals, then we could watch Unbreakable. Saturday, if we hit our goals, we could watch Miss Split. Split. And then Sunday, if we hit our goals, we walk, we could watch Mr. Glass. Is it called Mr. Glass or just Glass? Mr. Glass is in the movie, so I'm calling it Mr. Glass. <laughs> so we watch, uh, if it's whatever it is, y'all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, you know, just get on board anyway. So we watched, we were able to hit our goals and watch those movies. And the movies were, I really liked them. The first one was vastly different than the last two. Because how old it was. Yeah, but it was still good, mm-hmm. you know. And it was just, it was good to to see and just to be able to comprehend somebody else's world view mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so to take something and if you haven't seen the movie you know this is skip ahead i don't know what point maybe we'll try to put <laughs> it in there but skip ahead until whatever point it is and uh but to take somebody's like natural state mm-hmm. right and then to say like no this is a superpower Mm. And just on the on the spectrum of humanity, this is a superpower and you just have to realize it and know how to utilize it and to create a whole story behind that. 
and even to give like life to comic books yeah and that type of literature uh throughout history it was just dope it was just it was just really good to to see and and view uh it it was just like putting on the glasses of somebody else Mm -hmm. and see the world through their lenses so especially with split man yeah and i know we late or i'm late we late but just we are because glass came out several years ago so but it was really good yeah so how you doing man uh i'm doing good I th- i'm pretty sure um my headache is triggered um as a result of my water intake which is totally my own fault i have no excuse or reason as to why i didn't do what i needed to do but i'm pretty sure that's when my head hurts um but outside of that i'm doing good um i am just kind of enjoying this groove that we're on right now with getting stuff done and cranking out ideas and you know looking ahead but at the same time not getting especially i'm speaking for me being able to look ahead but at the same time not get so distracted that i don't finish the task that's in front of me um so you know i'm doing well one of the things that's kind of a bummer if i might say is these COVID cases um i didn't expect it to really i mean in the beginning i think we all thought it would kind of die down by now but as it progressed we were kind of like oh this is gonna be here for a minute but i didn't anticipate it i I knew knew what i knew it wasn't gonna be gone by november well when they first did the shutdown i was like oh okay they're talking about closing the school for a couple of weeks so in my mind i'm like all right whatever but then after that couple of weeks was extended longer i'm like oh no this is gonna be here for a minute so I at least thought that it would be like back then I was like, okay, well, you know, we got some time. It's a ways away, but it's just disheartening and discouraging <laughs> just seeing the surge. Like cases are worse now than they were at its peak back in like March when they first started shutting everything down, March and April. And it's just like, folks just is like, well, these restrictions don't apply to me. I'm going to do whatever I want. Da, 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 da. Like I have a cousin who's a nurse who probably caught it at work, who's now the whole household, all her, all their kids, her husband, they're all sick with COVID. And it's like, people are just all these conversations about how it's not that serious, yada, yada, it's just annoying. So yeah. uh, But that is exactly what, you know what I mean? Quarantine is supposed to do. Cause imagine if all these cases happened back in March. Mm -hmm. So quarantine is, this is, what it was designed to do throughout history you know that's why they kept saying like slow the curve Mm -hmm. so it wasn't to stop it or anything like that it was just to stop the the people available to help with it you know i mean it was to give them a little bit of uh leeway so that they could deal with everybody but it's literally circling back to just being spread as thin if not thinner than they were before yeah, but I mean, it's kind of like you said, there's a lot of people in disbelief still for whatever reason. You know, people going to do what they want to do. And then America in general is hard headed. Like we're a hard headed nation mm-hmm. where we just tend to do whatever we think or feel, which isn't always the best. So we're a hard headed nation. And this is what happens to hard-headed people. You kind of hit your head against the wall until you like, oh, okay, maybe I should. Well, <laughs> maybe I should do something. Someone different. put it very well. Like everyone is like, we need to reopen up the economy. You know, small businesses are suffering, and it's like 
You literally will not have an economy without people. And granted, there are a lot of people who don't, you know, um, pass away from COVID, but we still don't know what the long-term effects are of it. Like there's somebody who I know, she had COVID a while back and even now she still can't smell or taste the way she used to. And while that's not life-threatening, it's still life-altering. Like your life is different now. Things are not the same. So we don't know how in 20 years what all these people who had COVID and recovered are going to be probably considered, oh, you had a pre-existing, you know, condition because you had COVID. So we can't approve you for yada, yada, like all these different things, or even with organ failure and stuff. Even if you don't pass away, how is your body going to be affected as a result of the organ failure you experienced? Yeah. People need to just sit down. And I don't know if most people knew this or not, but like the government knew. They knew that around November that that's when the second wave was going to hit. And I've been talking to the people that I know since March Mm -hmm. about the second wave hitting in November. You've been talking about it for a while. You know what I mean? So uh, they knew people knew that this was on the way. They knew that it was going to happen around November, December, uh, just because that's, you know, the historically Mm -hmm. that's around the time that these things kind of play out yeah and it's all it's they're all loose numbers because it just depends on how people act and how they kind of go with the the go with the flow i guess you would say of Mm -hmm. quarantine where are are people going in and staying in well no they're not so it's going to take us about this much time to to get it under control or manageable and then we're gonna loosen it up people are gonna go out then it's going to start spreading again. So then we're going to tighten the reins a little bit. Then we're going to loosen it up. And it's just like, how long are we going to go through this revolving door? I mean, you is that's what quarantine is designed to do. I, no, I understand. I'm just... Because it's, it's, it's all about like contact tracing or not contact tracing, but it's about, you know, how long will it take for the people to develop antibodies for it? Mm. So when that happens and you're no longer like as affected by it then they're like okay we're good now but until that moment happens then you're just kind of wait you know waiting it out Mm -hmm. that's really all it is yeah it's just you know we got the holidays coming up and the the younger two they're oblivious and kind of indifferent but it's just and i and i understand that this is like a drop in the bucket for his entire lifespan but just this particular season of you know, he's supposed wants, to go back to Michigan. Yeah, We've he been wants talking to about go going see back to Michigan. Everybody, so that's kind of hard. Just yeah. dealing with the reality of what's going on and where we're at right now. But you know, it'll be it'll be all right. You know, we'll, yeah. we the same way we've been doing everything else. We'll make it as fun as possible mm-hmm. here. And he's had fun. He's enjoyed himself. Next, he has next week off, right? He had the whole week off. So yeah. I'm thinking of doing some I'm taking type of next week off turkey craft with them or something. So we can do that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to do. And if we don't go to Michigan, then we'll find something fun here mm-hmm. to do with us. Not going out to do stuff, but right. you know what I mean? With us. So there's, you know, I'm going to go with the flow type of guy. Yeah. So I'm not too concerned about it. But and TJ is pretty go with the flow as well. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'm doing. I'm doing good. Just that's been on my mind. That's been on my mind. Sorry, y'all. Turn my head. Travis specifically told me before we started to speak into the mic, and I turned my head all the way to the left just now. He didn't see it, though. 
Good job, Travis, for looking away. Oh, okay. Anywho, so if you listen to the episode uh, the other day, we talked about um, briefly, very briefly. Well, I brought it up. This the sense of that it's been more peaceful around here, and if you kind of been picking up on it. Aaliyah is very um, vocal with her. She's loud. Um, either happiness or disapproval, disapproval of whatever is going on. Ain't no happiness. <laughs> she's, she's she gets a, excited. She ain't loud about being excited. When she's playing with Atara, yeah, they are. No, they go back and not. forth. No, she is not. You, you be up here. You don't see I it. I hear y'all downstairs. She is loud when she's mad. Anywho. So there's just been quite an interesting uh, path that Aaliyah has been going down and that uh, we are trying to, I guess, reroute her, so to speak. So I'm going to kind of try to jump in. Hopefully I can not jump down any rabbit holes on the way there. So in the beginning, there was a lot going on in terms of the way I tried to navigate some of the isms with Aaliyah. I did things a little bit differently than I did with Atara, significantly different than what I did with TJ. All that to say, um, she's been very, very, very attached to me. She's still nursing. Um, I hold her a lot. And before you keep going, I'm gonna let you finish. But before you keep going, um, I did want to put in there that it's not, you know, just so people know, I'm not saying that it's your fault that this stuff happens. I'm saying that within within the circumstances of our family through this time, the way that everything went down, that's the reason why she's so attached. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been trying to say. Is this? These are the reasons why she's attached. You know, like the the sleep feeding. You know, uh, me having to work longer hours for less pay because we had the reduced hours, reduced pay type thing for work. Um, it was just all the all the isms of this past year added up. And Aaliyah has been a unique situation just in terms of what she's been able to experience. So with TJ and, well, let me back up. With TJ, um, his grandparents took care of him for a brief stint. He was in a few different daycares. Um, and so he was, and then even at church, we put him in the nursery or the classes. So he was used to kind of being away from us with Atara. It was a little bit different because I had just stopped working, but I had TJ and Atara and I was new to being a stay at home mom. So I was still trying to find different ways to be gone and doing things to give TJ some type of sense of fun because here we are in a new place. We don't know anybody. Let me at least try to find something fun for you to do. So I think she was, Atara was just a little bit less attached to me, especially because I think we stopped nursing her. She was six months old, maybe. Um, And so we weaned her at that age too. So she was used to somebody else being able to feed her. TJ loved helping to feed her. She was used to that. And it's not just the feeding though too. That's just a portion or part of it. Yeah, and then she was also, um, she was in our room for a brief period, but she wasn't in our room for a really, really long time. And even with that, she was never, she's even now, she's not really a kid who needs to physically be right next to somebody or on somebody or she's not okay. She likes being next to people, but it's not a, I need you to hold me to be okay. Yeah, I'm not a baby in the room type of person. Yeah, 
And so, um, so then you throw Aaliyah in the mix. So Aaliyah was born in December, which was around Christmas time. So, you know, even with that, there's not a whole lot of people around. And then Travis is working from home. Now I have three instead of two. And then TJ goes back to school sometime in January. And then COVID hit in March. So Aaliyah never got that experience of being with a daycare provider or a relative watching her. She never got that experience. I wasn't working from home at first. I didn't start working from home until COVID hit. Okay, let me back up then. There was a window of time where you weren't working from home, but it was it could it wasn't that long. It was a few months, maybe like a couple months. So you're right. Excuse me. Thank you for correcting me. I'm trying to recall. Yeah. So Ali was born in December. I was off work because I took the like four weeks off, didn't you? Parental leave and then two weeks, and then after that, I went back. Uh, a month maybe the start of February just before the start of February somewhere in there and then I was working through what mid-March middle the middle of March middle of March two weeks of March is when COVID hit yeah right so I was working up until that point and then everybody was home um she still wasn't like eating solid foods or anything like that yeah it was just breastfeeding and sleep if you didn't know, for well, from our experience, babies for like the first month to month and a half, close to two, they like just eat and sleep for long periods of time. I think it's like about a month, month and a half where they start really moving around. But for that first month, it's they're quiet. Mm-hmm. From our experience, they have been quiet. Um, but after that, they kind of wake up. So anyway, getting back to our timeline, she's now it's February, mid-March. So she's going on three months old and COVID hits. Everything changes. Everybody's at home. And because of COVID hitting, you know, what I mean, it effed up like the economy as far as money moving in all sectors of life, except for like healthcare and hospitals and such like that. I don't know how it affected them. I I don't think it did affect them much besides there being like an overflow of people. So, but in my field, there was no money moving because people weren't, you know, people weren't working. They were at home. So the state budget was shut down, which means they weren't paying the contractors type stuff. North Carolina already had a, a budget issue. So it was, it was just like a storm of stuff. So the company. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't see your eyes get that wide in a while. Nah, I can't put their name out there. Uh, (laughs) If you know, you know, but if you don't, you know, tough luck. So the company was struggling. (laughs) (laughs) The company was struggling. Oh my goodness. It's like you cussed in front of your mama. I won't accident. Well, just because we under like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you sign up for this type of work, you're under contracts and whatnot. So anyway, the company was struggling and they were like reaching for reaching for stuff. Mm -hmm. I ended up doing the, uh, like call center work to just, you know, just to be billable. Uh, for my job, which is nothing to do with any, is really, literally one of the reasons why I went to, into this field is cause, so I won't have to do that type of work. Ended up doing it anyway, but that was for 
couple weeks, almost a month, or something like that. I thought it was like two straight weeks at least. And no, then it was, it was, or it was maybe like, two and a half. It was real abrupt when y'all stopped. It wasn't like it was like it was between three and four weeks. And then something happened in the government where they had to legally cut it off. So nice way of putting it. Yeah, it's the best way I know how. So anyway, we're now in like what was this? May, June, somewhere in there. April, May ish. I think it's May. So we're in May. Now Leah's starting to eat solid foods, but she's been eating off of Monet for five months straight and literally almost not seeing me. Right? Right? I I recall that conversation. So it was about five months not seeing me. Um, Monet feeds her at night and... It took forever for her to sleep through the night when I haven't needed up to eat. It's like six months, at least. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not forever. No, I just say that to further paint the picture. Usually with TJ or even with Atara, when they would wake up at night, they would get bottles. So you were still able to be, yeah. you know, have that time. Yeah, and I'm stretching it out a little bit, so sorry, y'all. But anyway, back to it. It was just a while of it was just Monet and for everything it was just Monet. So then it was like, okay, this needs to be altered, but it would take work for Monet to alter what she was doing so that Aaliyah would in the future be more like open to other people. Uh, And Monet didn't feel like doing that. And that was, you know, her right to do. And so now jump forward here because I don't want to keep dragging this out. We've talked about it before, but jump forward now. Aaliyah's attached to Monet's hip and she cries and she cries and she cries and she cries when Monet needed to do anything. So now you're talking about the piece. Yeah. So, okay. Aaliyah for a while was doing that and um, it was getting on my nerves. I get very overstimulated when there's screaming going on and then there's a TV in the background and somebody's singing or trying to do something with music or whatever. It's too much for me. And so if she's screaming, I usually don't find myself functioning well because I I can't quiet everything down to focus on anything. And so um, her screaming was just really getting on my nerves to be frank. It was really annoying. And so Travis began to uh, reiterate what he had said in the past about trying different things to get her to be a little bit more calm and easygoing. So we started to be more intentional and consistent on giving her uh, snacks and whatnot. I, you know, she just be hungry. So even like tonight, perfect example. She was getting all fussy, so I gave her a banana. She literally ate a whole banana. They weren't big bananas. They were small ones, but she still ate the whole thing. And she drank some milk, so she nursed. So after we've established that and you're dry, like, you're, you got to be tired if you're still hollering and screaming at this point, which today was an example of she was tired. So I literally put her in the crib after she was, like, fussing for a little bit, and she was good because she knew she was getting ready to go to sleep. She knew, okay, cool, now I can go to bed. But just paying attention more to different cues that she might be um, expressing. And Travis is, I think, really good at picking up on people's 
isms and cues across the board, not even just Aaliyah. He's pretty much able to do it for most people that he interacts with. So he's the one to be able to be like, she's sleepy, she's tired, she's this, she's that, she's hungry, she's thirsty. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I spend time with her. I should know what your cries, like distinguish them. I should have figured out. Nope, I don't be knowing. Travis be like, uh, yeah, she's she gonna be thirsty in a minute. I'm like, what you mean she gonna be thirsty in a minute? And sure enough, she be thirsty in a minute. I'll be like, man, that's crazy. So just being intentional and doing these things with purpose has, I think, helped a great deal on cutting down all the unnecessary crying and screaming. And, you know, my goal has always been to at least get her to a year old, 12 months without having any formula. Now, if you formula feed, this is no slight to you. And this comment has nothing to do with you. This is about me and my journey. Um, that's just something that I decided I wanted to do. Uh, TJ and Atara both had received formula in, in the past. So again, I'm not sliding anybody who does formula, but that's just a personal decision that I wanted to do was to try and nurse her at least, or at least have enough milk for her until she hits 12 months. And literally her birthday is in five weeks, I think. About five weeks in a few days, which is crazy to think about or even say out loud. But um, if you want to keep going past that, it's, you know, People breastfeed until like three years old or more. I know. Um, I'm just saying that's just my goal. Because at that point, at, at once you hit 12 months, you, you drink water, you'll be all right. Because you're going to be like completely like, all right, let's get you like a, a meal meal right now. Okay, we're not just going to be eating blueberries. All right, I need you to have some blueberries. Yeah, you need to eat this. She'd be fine now. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Either way, like this was for what Monet is talking about. It was like a... Uh, I, I started calling it the Leah Peace Plan because, uh, and if you've listened, I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before that. Uh, for me, I'm, I don't like being around things that I like, especially in my house. I don't like being around things that I can't help. So Leah was one of those things where it was like, I can't help her in any way because she wants Monet. Right. But I knew, like, I knew these things about her, but I didn't want to be around it. Because I can't do anything about it. So, in my, in my mind, I was like, well, Monet knows she's with her. Um, so, I'm just going to take these two right here. And uh, I'll take care of TJ at a time. And, yeah, that's... It, to me, it'd be seeming like the peaceful ones always go with you. I'm like, why do everybody who having a meltdown or screaming want to sit with me? Because you can If you're good to be with me... And I was telling... When you went with Alika, mm-hmm. I was telling... Aaliyah the same thing and when y'all we were gone for it was just about two days because you got back at dinner time the second day yeah and we I specifically on purpose sat in the car until all the lights went off upstairs because I didn't want to come in and disrupt anything so when you were gone during that time like I was just studying Aaliyah like what is her schedule what's her pattern what does she want right and by the end of the first day I knew her schedule pattern as far as her timing goes, yada yada, I tested it on the second day. It worked the second day. So, okay, so I know Aaliyah's scattering pattern and her sounds and mm-hmm. noises or whatever. So, with that, with me knowing that, I was like, okay, this is what she could be. And I was back 
backtrack a little bit. I was telling her like, yo, if you and this is a baby I'm talking to, obviously. But we usually talk to our kids a little bit more straightforward yeah. anyway. And I, but I tell all of them, if you're gonna be around me, you're gonna have to. Uh, it's gonna have to be peaceful, mm-hmm. right? Like if if you want to play, you want to make noise, yada yada. That's fine. You just can't bring your. You just can't torment me, <laughs> right? So. If you if you're gonna cry and scream and I can't do anything about it, well then now you're gonna have to sit in your crib because <laughs> I can't help you. So if you if I can help you, then tell me what you need help with and I'll do it. Yada yada, right? So we went through and Aaliyah literally didn't make noise the entire weekend, like it's outside of like the normal I'm hungry mm-hmm. type noise. But even then, I learned I learned it to the point where like I can avoid the noise I can avoid those screams mm-hmm. of hunger or pain or whatever because I know her her schedule type of thing and it's easier to do with a bottle because that you get more in them before they realize they're full so I start with the solids give them the bottle go back and forth and get it in there and they're like oh I'm full and I know that sounds bad because you can easily get to overeating but yo, it keeps my peace. So you fool, there's peace. We have small kids, so I don't think that's an issue on in our circle. Yeah, but. but that's what we've been doing, and for me, it's helped me because I've been getting a more. I've been developing more of a relationship with Aaliyah now. Uh, I, a while back, I posted, and I wasn't really thinking much about it, but I just posted a picture of me and Aaliyah. And just saying how difficult it was to have a relationship with my third child and explaining how that felt. And I didn't really think much about it. I wasn't asking people to feel sorry for me or anything. But at this point, I have more of a, of a relationship with her than I did then. And that was only, what, a month ago? Something like two that. Two months ago. Something like that. Was it two months? November. Yeah. So two months ago. So within the last two months, the two months the relationship has drastically changed for the better in my opinion you agree or not i definitely agree um and you know how i feel about when i see them interact with you it's always golden moments to me like i could just sit and watch it as if it was some type of home movie i could sit and watch it all day i really yeah. could um but she like you'll come in the house and she'll go over to you and want you to pick her up or like you'll play little games with her and she just be laughing and smiling like she's becoming I don't want to say attached because but she's getting this sense of I want to be with him I want to spend some time with him I want to be around him Mm -hmm. I want to go over where he's at and for the first year of a baby's life it could be tough on a father uh, just because the way we're wired if we you know what I mean like it's almost like the man becomes this thing you take off of a shelf to like or like like this is a horrible way to put it but you know it's like okay dog come here go do this and then he's like then they go do it they come back did I do a good job good boy good boy now go sit out type of thing and that's that's the feeling of well I can't really do much so I just have to wait till I'm called on to to do something so the first year of a baby's life can be hard on the father and it's not always, um, I didn't have the same feeling for TJ and Atar. Uh, it wasn't, it didn't feel hard for me, for them. But for this one, it was 
this first year has been hard on me for for Aaliyah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does, and I, I'm I'm glad that we have. I mean, I usually do not appreciate the process while I'm in it, but I will say that I'm glad that we are at this point now because, and I said it with Atara before, I'm like, as soon as I'm not a food source anymore, things change drastically. And so even now, like, she'll come over to me and she'll drink and then she be wanting to get down and then she just going about her business. As opposed to like a couple months ago, three maybe four months ago she eat and then she just kind of want to sit in my lap and chill like she was you still her person though i might be her person but what i'm saying is she's getting to a place of i want to get down and go do stuff oh atara she's saying something she's doing something i want to go over there with her or tj's doing something funny or oh dad just walked in let me get down and go over to him and that was my purpose for everything that i was saying like i wanted her to be empowered to and to know that she could be who she is outside of you like she doesn't have to be attached to you Mm -hmm. that's my purpose and plan behind everything that i was saying you know even back when it was may or whatever that that was the mind that i had like i wasn't trying to fight for you to be able to you know even succeed in the the breastfeeding you know, my mind was, okay, how do how do we adjust this so that Aaliyah is empowered to be Aaliyah? Mm-hmm. Um, which can cause, like, turmoil here. Sorry, I just hit the, the box. But that can cause turmoil a little bit. Not turmoil, but... Tension. Yeah, tension. Because my mind is getting Aaliyah to be Aaliyah. Like, for her to grow into herself outside of us. Mm-hmm. Which means she can't be a baby. To an ex- you know what I'm saying? Like it means like okay, when you're ready, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. So and I feel like she's ready. I feel like she's been ready. And it's funny because I was sitting there looking at the bottles in the cabinet today, and I said this to Travis. I was like, man, these bottles taking up a whole lot of room. And I was looking at it, thinking about how the bottles were taking up a whole lot of room. He was like, you the one still holding on to all of them. And I was like, well, we technically still need them for a little while. And by a little while, I mean just until she turned one. When you're not here, she drinks out of the 360 cup. I bet she do. There's a lot of stuff happening when I'm not here. I did not know that you gave her almond milk until I was like, yeah, she ain't never had that. And you were like, yes, she has. Yep. She has has had almond milk and uh, she's drank out of a 360 cup. I know she can. We just got to get her a small one because her hands are little. She's drank out of the big one. I know, but she can't hold it very well. She can. She got a tiny hand. She can't. But that, but see that thing like right there. We what you get just, her one, it just seems to be a what, one. I understand, but what you just did is like you said that she can't, but she can. So she's not really living in her possibilities. She's living off your possibilities. Mm-hmm. What you think she can do at that time. I'm not saying she can't. I'm just saying it would be a little more comfortable for her to get a small one. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But what I'm telling you is that this little girl is ready for more. And again, we I've said it before in the past and we've talked about it. But I ain't holding them back from becoming, you know, you, re- you ready to not be this baby baby? 
You want to just be like a like regular she baby? climbed on... Well, Atara helped her, but you climbing on the couch already? What are you doing? Yeah. So Why? Now, so now it's time to teach you... Huh. Teach you how to get up and down. Right? Mm. That's that's what I'm about. Okay. Let's teach you this next stage. You ready for it? All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's 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 do it. No. See? And that's, that's the part of that, that mm. tug of pull for us. Because you were like... This it's is not my, that it's and it's not a baby. matter this of it's baby. not that I want it's not even that it's this is my baby because I was like this well to an extent I was like this with TJ because it's like well this is my little baby this is my baby and so when they're not babies anymore like even if you look at TJ it's like wh- what where did you come from sir I'm young gonna, man I'm gonna post a video soon about just the way he was talking last year mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about Going back five years from now. I'm talking about last year. It's so I love listening to him talk sometimes, you know, not when he's just babbling, but like some of the things, the way he says things. Like we were in the car and just some of the adjectives or verbs or nouns that he chooses to use when he's talking. Like a normal, well, I shouldn't say normal. The average kid his age would be like, yeah, those kids, da 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 da. He was like, well, those children, yada yada yada. I'm like, you just just even little stuff like that. I'm just like, man, sir. Yeah, he has a lot of isms to him. Yes, he does. But again, mm. I'm fine with being that pusher. You know, she ready to go. I'm a pusher. I'm a pusher about that nest. And I'm not. I'm not trying to hold anybody back. And I'm not even trying to just freeze time. I just want to. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I don't, it's not a matter of I don't want you to go forward and grow. I'm not. I don't think that you don't want them to go forward and grow. I know. I'm just saying I don't know what it is. But in the same breath, that I don't think that that's what you want. I do think that that's what you are doing at times. I believe that. Is you are pausing them where they are. I'm just trying to keep everybody safe. They do dangerous things sometimes. And they will be okay. They will, but so I don't want it to have a bill attached. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to have a bill attached. Like, the way she be trying to stand on chairs, it's like, ma'am, you don't even catch yourself good. You fall walking and don't catch yourself. You just gotta teach her. Like, she, her, she'll have her arms out and they don't do nothing. They just buckle, whole face go forward. You just gotta teach her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You just gotta teach her. <sighs> Man, you find a creative solution for your everyday problem. And these kids, they are like a Tara is energetic, and TJ is just he is authentically himself, and Aaliyah is just all over the place. She's an explorer, and I'm here for it all. Either way, I'm Aaliyah, here for it. Aaliyah isn't really all over the place, though. She's on the same schedule as like TJ and Atara I as meant far as what she does. Physically all over the place. Not even. She is in the sense of I for me, now granted, you ha- you somehow have like a bird's eye view. Is is it a bird? Yeah, birds, because they'll some birds, I guess, have eyes on both sides of the head. So they can see everything, right? So you'll be doing one thing, not even looking. Okay, in your peripheral, you can see like the back of your head because that's just the way your peripheral work. And you can see her doing something or moving. Me, I'll look. Cool. Aaliyah is over here next to the TV. Turn away for like two seconds. Look back. 
Now she on the stairs. Like, where did you? Why are you moving so fast? Physically, you're <laughs> I, moving so fast. I have so no fast. clue how you don't see it. I don't know. I'll be focused on whatever it is I'll be doing or looking at. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But that's all I'm saying. She's very, like, she is starting to try and run even. But that's what, but even with that, like, her <sighs> going, she is on this schedule. I'm just saying, where she's at right now, she's just moving fast. So, what, what I'm telling you is that she knows what happens after we do stuff we the family's on like this schedule of events mm-hmm. after breakfast we do this after we eat we clean up the area mm-hmm. yada yada this is this is what goes on she knows all of those things mm-hmm. so that's the template or the schedule that she's following she's just a baby so she doesn't have the timing down perfectly mm-hmm. tj is old enough to know that okay when when dad's done cleaning and he's he gets to the stairs okay now <laughs> me and Natara you know all right now it's time to go yeah when I see him walk up the stairs I'm going up the stairs TJ's old enough to know that mm-hmm. Aaliyah is at the point where she knows and I don't know people might think I'm like wild for this mm-hmm. but if you were a part of this like if you just sat on the wall of this house you would know exactly what I'm talking about and I'm I'm not even sure what you know, y'all babies are like, but this ba- this baby knows. She knows that after we're done eating, the next thing is going up the stairs. She just doesn't have that timing of it yet. So she's on the same schedule as all the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Every, all of us. She just doesn't have it down perfect yet because she's a baby. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know that yet. So you, you even said she's a baby. You acknowledge it. She is a baby. Or she's a baby ready to move on to the next stage of babyhood. I'm just saying, you said she's a baby, so I'm just saying, point that out. So, yeah, guys, um, Aaliyah is on the move. She's on the move. And I'm trying to be ready for it. Travis is already like there, but I'm trying to get there. So, anywho, y'all, so once again, this is Confidently Free. And hey, Mr. Cornerstone. And you just listened to another episode of the. Becoming Becoming one one podcast. podcast. All right, y'all. Be easy. Peace.